welcome yeah. to Smart Thoughts, Dumb People After Hours, where we're going to continue our topic. I feel like it should be after 45 minutes. After 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, uh, during the podcast, I brought up, like, <clears throat> uh, humor, and I'm really thankful that, like, we can actually laugh. Like, we have done a fuck ton of laughing in the last 20 minutes, yeah. and it's just felt really good. I brought some moist envelopes, though. I'm terrified to know what's in that. Uh, well, I see a little bit of AIDS in it, though. <laughs> pinch and a half. What are you pinching, though, is the question. <laughs> I'm trying not to spit on you. Oh, I, I feel like we owe it to, like, uh, shout out where we're at. No? Should we? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, Drew Rosine, our wonderful co-host here, uh, has so lovingly and charitably uh, donated his space at, should I say the name of the company? Yeah. Uh, at Bravo School of Performing Arts. Bravo School of Performing Arts in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we're using his uh, recording equipment doing this and recording this in the middle of a dance studio. And it's like got perfect acoustics and it's like nice. lots of space where we can like get up and walk around and... This is great. So thanks, Drew. There are Capri Suns. Well, shucks. <laughs> there are Capri Suns <laughs> and Kids Net. Mm-hmm. And we are drinking the <laughs> hell uh, out of some. Rather hot button these days. And, and I, I have a feeling that a lot of you out there are unaware how drastically the budget increase for our police forces increased. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. Every city, every town has been doing this. For the better part of the last five to ten years, they have been taking money from other services and putting it why our police forces can afford tanks and rocket launchers and armored vests that are meant and made for men going to war. Like, I was, I was just looking up what our, our local police department, the Tulsa Police Department's budget has, has gone, gone from, from 2015 at 96 million, we've jumped to over 500 million. And it's 2020. That is, what did you say? Uh, you calculated it, Josh. It's over more, more than 300% increase. Yeah. That's five, five yeah. Mm-hmm. Not quite, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, that's insane. Well, a lot of misconception of defunding the police. And by the way, just to interject real quick, that w- there was, as somebody that works in social services, rest assured the equivalency did not happen in social services. Well, that's Absolutely not. Right. That's, 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 that's where the money came right. from. They, they, they kept defunding that. And that's 
what I was going to get at, defunding the police, okay? That, that doesn't mean that there's no more police. Mm-hmm. What, it, what it meant is, for an example, if we did, defunded the police in 2015 and the budget was $96 million, here in 2020, the Tulsa Police Department's budget would have been $96 million. That's considered defunding the police. It's, it doesn't mean taking the police off your streets and having nobody, you know. It's nobody patrolling it's nobody else. Having yeah. ac- access money that taxpayers are paying because more and more people are making more money because of inflation and obviously there's more money to <coughs> pay for taxes to have police force. You can, have, you can bring that money to infrastructure or to black communities or to mental health or, or to all of it. Places. Right. Other than just increasing that budget on the police. That's what the definition of defunding the police is. Stop these increases. Right. Yeah. Drastic and absolutely unnecessary increases in their budget. So that they can buy weapons of war. So they can buy weapons of right. war. They don't need our police do not need weapons of war, most of which have been outlawed and, and, and banned by the Geneva Convention. The use of tear gas is a banned operation. Yeah, yeah by saw the that. Geneva yeah. Convention. Yeah. I mean, the, the and they're using this on civilians. They're using it on Susie down the fucking street. Right. Most <laughs> of the models of rubber bullets that they're using right now were banned by the Geneva Convention. Like, that there are specific types made out of specific materials that are approved, and they're. They, those are not the ones on the streets. Those are not the ones being fired at protesters. They're using illegal, like the, l- illegal tools to wage a war against the citizens of this country. And, Tragic. And 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 completely, completely misusing funds. And getting away with it. And, <laughs> yeah. Like they're going to purchase ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, by the way, we bought a tank this yeah, week. No biggie. Don't mind me. Let's pick up a round of nine after that while we're done, okay? Sound good? Ice cream, tank, golf. Let's do it. <laughs> those little like rotating heads on top don't move very quickly. All I'm thinking about is the uh, uh, the gazebo or whatever it's called uh, uh, on, on Austin Powers where he's like no and that thing the lower. What was that again? Steamroller. Well, yeah, what is that called? I don't know. I've gazebo, Benzebo. What's that thing that uh, Dungeon Dragons movie? Uh, Zamboni. Zamboni. Zamboni? Yeah. Gazebo Benzoni. <laughs> <laughs> By the, by, the, by, the <laughs> no, way, by, the, by the way, I would like to point out, <laughs> I, I would like to point out that this person, this wonderful human named Andrew Mother Truck and Hesta, he's the only one wearing sports paraphernalia this evening, and he fucks up the word Zamboni. <laughs> <laughs> only two of you give a shit about sports. Love me some hockey. It's Zamboni, damn it. My precious nephew, he can't he say Zamboni, so he calls it. A second ago, it's true. So I get it. <laughs> but my precious nephew, he can't. My precious little nephew, he just turned five. He can't say Zamboni, 
So he calls the thing that goes around the ice, he calls the Zamboni Bambi. And it's Bambi? fucking adorable. He's like, I want to ride Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> We've done that by voting in politicians who are just carrying out business deals right and left. Yeah. And they're doing it on our dime. And they're doing it, quote, I'm using air quotes like this people can see. <laughs> because they, we're dumb. They are, they're doing it for our benefit. But none of this has been beneficial to us as, as normal citizens, as everyday citizens. Sure. Not one of us. This, the community is clearly not safer. I totally agree. I think that's led to a lot of the attitude that police have that they can do whatever the fuck they want. You know? Because they've been allowed to do whatever they, the fuck they, they want. They <laughs> like I mean, like, well, I mean, uh, this was actually on the John Oliver show that we talked about earlier, the same episode where he even talks about how the, the original police forces in America were the slave hunters. They were groups of white men who were sent out to track down and retrieve escaped slaves. And they are the men who built the police force and became the police force of America. And yeah. we're somehow surprised that our police force is rampant with racism. You literally handed the white supremacists the, the, the control over the country, and they've just been taking advantage of it ever since. And so I'm scrolling through Facebook right now. All lives matter thing pisses me off. Uh, so can I ask you, like, because when you tell me what that means to you and saying that it's bad for you, like, in response to Black Lives Matter, yeah, all lives matter. Yeah. It means be quiet. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear up. it. Like, shut up. Like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. That's like, what they're telling you. Yeah, yeah. that's what that is. That's what the subtext of that. Yeah, is. sure. Because Sure. Black lives matter. Well, all lives matter. Right. No. Yeah. That's not the case. All lives matter. Don't. Is it obviously, yet? obviously, every human right. life. Exactly. Is, yes. Is, is, has you know, value. Mm -hmm. Yes. But, but you cannot make the statement "all lives matter" and it be truthful until Black lives do, in fact, actually matter. Right. Until the statistics and the numbers and the proof positive that things have changed, you cannot make that statement. 
It's no. It's not an oxymoron to have a bird, but what they call phrase in in Jimmy Neat. There's a clip on the Breakfast Club I listened to. Darling and God is uh, is a podcast. Oh, Mm -hmm. another podcast. Plug somebody else's show on. Hey, we plugged the hell out of John Oliver. Uh, but <laughs> That's fine. He's on podcasts. <laughs> oh, I can't even begin to just say how incredible. John Oliver needs a podcast. We talk about and stuff, but just you know, just about uh, what men and this of of I don't know. Like we did so many, so many, so many bad things, and like all the neighborhoods. They, 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 all this money needs to go to black communities. Uh, their schools suck. You know, the roads suck. Their infrastructure sucks. Um, but you know where it needs to be fund first? The black neighborhoods. Yes. Exactly. We have done that consistently <laughs> for the better part of the last 50 to 70 years. We have consistently done that. Well, not even. Well, the <laughs> One word, gerrymandering. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, gerrymandering. Poverty breeds uh, incarceration. Yeah. And, you know, there's that as well. So. Yep. Yeah. Poverty breeds crime. Absolutely. But like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's that whole. Yeah. That's going on there. It's, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, very cautiously optimistic just because we live in a fast food nation and a fast food world now. Um, in a you know a, a TikTok world uh, where after three and a half minutes of clickbait, if you know if if I want to read a topic and I have to go to the next page for number two and the next page for number three, I'm not going to go to the next page for number four. It's just not something I'm going to do because I don't have the time to do that. I need to go off the one page. I need to be able to read it in thirty seconds. Yeah. If this video is fifteen minutes. Doesn't matter how good of a TED talk is. It, it wasn't a four minute clip of the best stuff. You know, yeah. and so that's the when I say I'm scared as well, is I'm scared of that too. I'm scared of those first three of them bad. Oh, I get it. Me too. I, I, I'm scared as well. I don't think that we can ever allow, no matter how much fear we're feeling in these times, I don't think that we can ever allow our fear to outweigh our hope. But fear is a natural, a natural response to to change in general. I've got them. I had a debate on Facebook with one of them this week. I mean, the fact is, if you are white, you have them in your family. Yes. You have the people that we're talking about, the community 
Sure. Right. Yeah. Racists are the kid at the lowest, the lowest point yeah. in class. Yeah. And everyone else, the liberal progressives, are the highest, the smarter kids in the class. Yeah. Get with the fucking picture. Yeah, but unfortunately, while that put is. the rest of us in the. In, the, in, the, in, the, in reality? In reality. <laughs> we'll put them in special ed. <laughs> put them in special ed. Seriously, though. Oh, wait, but they defund in special ed. They took all the money away. They only have one teacher, and that class is already full. And that teacher is stressed AF. <laughs> I, I, I looked up her name, too, yeah. Kimberly Patrice-Jones. Yeah. Shout you got, out to you got girl, because what oh, the yeah. zero of the week was yeah. the perfect, perfect way of putting it. When you used the Monopoly analogy, it was the perfect way of putting it. Imagine we play 200 rounds of Monopoly, and you don't get to play. You have to sit there and watch, okay? But at the same time, you have to do – you have to hand all the money to everybody. You have to hand I don't everybody remember and all of this shit. And then... I think you're talking about a different woman than we are. Yeah. That, so. I don't remember. From John Oliver? Kimberly Jones, yeah. I don't remember anything about Monopoly in that. You don't remember her using the Monopoly analogy? Uh-uh. Well, there might have been a segment. There might have been, like, a longer version of it, yeah. Can we just play it? Okay. Oh, yeah. He, he, he grabbed a shorter section of it, that's all. Okay, yeah, so yeah. this is a seven minute video. Oh, I watched the whole thing. Okay. Uh, okay. So I, I'm going to watch this uh, this week. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, we're Can you send that to us? I've got it. I've got it ready to go. Okay. Pretty much right here. Phenomenal. The financial gap between poor blacks and the rest of the world is at such a distance that people feel like their only hope and only opportunity to get some of the things that we flaunt and flash in front of them all the time is to walk through a broken glass window and get it. That they are so hopeless that getting that necklace, getting that TV, getting that change, getting that bed, getting that phone, whatever it is that they're going to get is that in that moment when the riots happen and if they present an opportunity of looting, that's their only opportunity to get it. We need to be questioning that why. Why are people that poor? Why are people that broke? Why are people that that food insecure, that clothing insecure, that they feel like their only shot, that they are shooting their shot 
by walking through a broken glass window to get what they need. And then people want to talk about, well, there's plenty of people who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and got it on their own. Why can't they do that? Let me explain to you something about economics in America. And I'm so glad that as a child, I got an opportunity to spend time at PUSH where they taught me this, is that we must never forget that economics was the reason that black people were brought to this country. We came to do the agricultural work in the South and the textile work in the North. Do you understand that? That's what we came to do. We came to do the agricultural work in the South and the textile work in the North. Now, if I right now, if I right now decided that I wanted to play Monopoly with you, and for 400 rounds of playing Monopoly, I didn't allow you to have any money, I didn't allow you to have anything on the board, I didn't allow for you to have anything, and then we played another 50 rounds of Monopoly, and everything that you gained and you earned while you were playing that round of Monopoly was taken from you. That was Tulsa, that was Rosewood. There are those are places where we built black economic wealth, where we were self-sufficient, where we owned our stores, where we owned our property and they burned them to the ground. So that's 450 years. So for 400 rounds of Monopoly, you don't get to play at all. Not only do you not get to play, you have to play on the behalf of the person that you're playing against. You have to play and make money and earn wealth for them and then you have to turn it over to them. So then for 50 years, you finally get a little bit and you're allowed to play. And every time that they don't like the way that you're playing or that you're catching up or that you're doing something to be self-sufficient, they burn your game. They burn your cards. They burn your monopoly money. And then finally at the release and the onset of that, they allow you to play and they say, okay, now you catch up. Now at this point, the only way you're going to catch up in the game is if the person shares the wealth, correct? But what if every time you share the wealth, then there's psychological warfare against you to say, oh, you're an equal opportunity higher. So if I played 400 rounds of Monopoly with you and I had to play and give you every dime that I made, and then for 50 years, every time that I played, I, if you didn't like what I did, you got to burn it like they did in Tulsa and like they did in Rosewood. How can you win? How can you win? Likewise. What do you play? Literally built off of the American institution. The whole the whole game is literally how do you make money in the world? Yeah. It's an explanation to children sure. how to make money in the world. That's right. I think she took yeah. that 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 almost quintessentially white thing and it ripped it apart and ripped it to The mascot is an old white dude. Beats people but, with. <laughs> probably beats people with. But like that that analogy of just even playing anything, it could be honestly any game. Um, the monopoly part of it is interchangeable, but any game where like where I don't allow you to play for four hundred rounds and then for fifty rounds you have to give me everything you win and then I let you play on your own and, and you don't have to give me any, any anything, but I tell you you gotta catch up to me. You gotta catch up to me to be a player. Like it's ridiculous to say, but in 400 rounds, you'll never win. That's what I mean. There's no way. Yeah. Well, with Monopoly, I feel like no one's winning in 400 rounds. Everybody's a loser there. 
Do you like Monopoly? I don't like Monopoly. Damn I don't it. have the attention Monopoly span for it. Understood. It's true. That's our family tradition. I don't know what that says about our family. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it says about It's telling. You made a fucking ridiculous game. Burn in hell for all eternity. Well, it's it's telling to continue the analogy. It's telling that the guy, the straight white guy, the straight waspy white guy, that grew up in a waspy ass family, is the family who plays Monopoly for fun, right? right? <laughs> like. Which is funny because like I'm from a super waspy white family too. Sure. But I'm the gay boy. That's my point. I'm the straight white guy. I'm the black sheep of my family, and so it's like, oh, I'm already the outsider as is. And, like, I, I don't know. I've never enjoyed playing around with my family because my dad takes it too seriously, and he's a huge businessman, so he, like, he, al- he always ends up within five minutes. Somehow he owns half the board. And we're all <laughs> like, we just sat down. How did you do this? Yeah, I don't have yeah Drew's band. definitely invited. <laughs> like, I get bored. After, like, two minutes, I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> You're both definitely invited to my next game. Now. <laughs> Monopoly, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> don't sponsor us, Monopoly. You can fuck yourself. <laughs> don't care. Before that, before that, because our ancestors in Europe were doing this before they came here. We were ju- yes, exactly. Like, like just because the um, Africans were not sla- enslaved in America, they were bringing them across the Straits of fucking they were Gibraltar. Into the UK. They totally. Were and taken into totally. The into Germany, into France. This is less African about slavery has been a thing for way longer than it existed. Millennia, I'm sure. GTFO, yo. Get the fuck out. We're done with you guys. We're done with you. We're in a spaceport. 
You know that that they That is so funny. Yeah, I think I heard that. Slow down, Frank. <laughs> we want to talk about space. Let's let's maybe worry about colonizing the moon first before we yeah. start talking about like eradicating each other via space lasers and shit. Space like, lasers and fecal matter. That was a Bill Murray's A D uh, song. By the way. Oh, it sounded like Frank. Just because of the style. Okay. I think it was also like the yeah. snap to the side. He's doing a jazz square while he's at it. <laughs> so are we done? Uh, we're still rolling. We're still rolling. Oh. Is Joe Rivers uh, letting him John Carson on his uh, TV show, The Tonight Show, for like six months? I did not know that. She was the host? Yeah. Joan Rivers was the host of The Tonight Show? For six months. Uh, what? How did I miss this memo? I did not know that. And then I was watching something with Joan Rivers. Uh, like uh-huh. Well, it was Melissa Rivers wrote a book about him. That means she was almost the host as long as Conan. Yeah. Oh, Conan was only seven months. Yeah, but I saw. Uh, Excuse me, please. I saw an interview like in 2016 with Joe Rivers, and he was talking about Conan, and they're like, "What? How do you feel?" Like Charlie Rose was like, "How do you feel about Conan over here?" And she goes, "Oh, fuck Conan." <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I hadn't thought about it like that. I know. Yeah. I, was like, Damn. I think we should probably sign off this thing in some like formal way. I don't know. Okay. Bye again, guys. I gotta poop. Deuces, literally. <laughs> oh, wait, oh boy. I'm really, really thankful. Oh no, it was recorded. Oh god. <laughs> If you're listening to this whole thing, and if this whole thing gets uploaded, I'm sorry for your ears. Congratulations, dude. I'm sorry for your visual. Are we still rolling? Yeah. This yeah. is hilarious. I'm like yeah. talking out of my butt right yeah. now. You can't wait five minutes for more than five, ten seconds. Sit down. <laughs> oh, you're fine. I'm, I'm joking around. I'm joking. I'm joking around. I'm joking around. Anyways, this is fun, guys. Yeah. We'll do it next week. Hell yes. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go poop. Bye, y'all. Bye.